0: Good morning, everyone. The Book of Ruth is a heartwarming story of love shown by the main characters for one another. Naomi loved her daughters-in-law and wanted them to have a better future. She urged them to return to their homes instead of following her back to Bethlehem. Ruth loved Naomi She could not bear to leave Naomi to face the uncertain future alone. She was committed to be with her and to care for her. After they had settled in Bethlehem, Naomi showed her love for Ruth by conceiving a plan to ensure that Ruth had a home and will be well provided for. Boab showed his kindness and care for Ruth and later married her. Their love for one another was rewarded. Naomi, Ruth, and Boaz found a new home and a new future. Of course, God is the one working behind the scene. He showed His love and care for them and fulfilled His purposes in them. I entitle my sermon, Pass It On, because... I find that verse 1 of the song, Pass It On, is a very apt depiction of this kind of love. Let me just read it to you. It only takes a spark to get a fire going, and soon all those around can warm up in its glowing. That's how it is with God's love. Once we have experienced it, you spread His love to everyone you want to pass it on. Let's now examine the love in action in Ruth chapter 2. 1. Providential Love Verses 2-4 to four reads And Ruth the Moabite said to Naomi, Let me go to the field and clean among the years of grain after him in whose sight I shall find favour. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. So she set out and went and cleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boabs, who was of the clan of Elimelech. And behold, Boabs came from Bethlehem. Verse 3 states that Ruth happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. This is not by coincidence. It is by the providence of God that Ruth chose to clean in the field of Boaz, one of their close relatives and redeemers. According to Leviticus chapter 25, verse 25, if an Israelite became so poor that he had to sell his property, His closest relative was to buy it back so that the land would remain within the family. Such a person was called a redeemer. And according to Deuteronomy chapter 25 verses 5 to 6, if a married man died childless, his brother was obligated to marry his widow and raise the first son in the diseased brother's name, so that the name would be carried on in Israel. It is by the providence of God that Ruth happened to clean in the field of Boabs. Boabs happened to be one of the closer, close relatives of Elimelech, the father-in-law of Ruth, who had the obligation to redeem the property and to marry Ruth. And in verse 4, it says that while Ruth was cleaning the the wheat, the grains in the field, actually it's barley, (laughs) and behold, Boaz came from Bethlehem. Again, this is not by coincidence. It is by the providence of God that Boaz happened to show up in the field and that he noticed Ruth. The rest is history. Let's now do a brief study on the providence of God. The word providence comes from the word provide and provide is formed by two Latin words pro which means before and vili really, which means to see. When we say we'll see to that it means we will take care of it or to make provision for it. God's providence means God sees to it beforehand. God's seeing is always with a view of doing. When God sees, He sees to it. God never simply sees without acting. God's providence means God sees ahead, makes provision for whatever is needed, and accomplishes His purposes. Warren Wisby defines God's providence as the working of God in advance to arrange circumstances and situations for the fulfilling of His purposes. As much as we are to trust in God's provision, we need to trust in God's providence even more. Let me share with you an example of God's providence at work in history. The two great leaders, Prime Minister Winston Churchill and President Franklin Roosevelt, almost died before the World War II began. In December 1931, Winston Churchill was struck by the car as he crossed Fifth Avenue in New York City. In December 1933 in Miami, an assassin's bullet barely missed Franklin Roosevelt and killed the man standing beside him. It is by the providence of God that both leaders survived and eventually led the allied forces to defeat Adolf Hitler. As we look back on our lives, we too can point to the instances when God's providence was at work. However, it is usually upon high sight that we recognize the providence of God. Often, we find it hard to recognize God's hand at work while we are going through the tests and trials of life. We need to be reminded that when God sees, He sees to it. We need to be reminded that God sees our sorrows and pains and He will see us through. We need to hang in there even when we can't make sense of our life circumstances. We need to continue to trust in God and to trust Him to work in His time. By the providence of God, Ruth happened to clean in the field of Boabs. By the providence of God, Boabs happened to show up in the field. This led to the marriage of Boabs and Ruth and the birth of Opet the grandfather of David. Unknown to Ruth, she was an integral part in God's redemptive plan for humankind. Remember the repeated sentence in the hymn of promise which Pastor Anthony referred to last week, unrevealed until a season, something God alone can see. Two, let's look at the tender love. Verses 8 to 9 says, Then Boab said to Ruth, Now listen, my daughter, do not go to clean in another field or leave this one, but keep close to my young women. Let your eyes be on the field that they are reaping and go after them. Have I not charged the young man not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink what the young men have drawn. And later in verse 14, At mealtime, Boab said to her, Come here and eat some bread and dip your morsel in the wine. For she said, Beside the reapers, and he passed to her roasted grain, And she ate until she was satisfied and she had some left over. So Boab showed tender loving kindness to Ruth. He offered her protection, water, food and wine. After lunch, Ruth rose to clean. Boab instructed his young man, saying, Let her clean even among the sheaves and do not reproach her, and also pull out some from the bundles for her, and leave it it for her to clean, and do not rebuke her. According to Leviticus chapter 19, verses 9 to 10, during the harvest, the outer corners of the field should not be harvested, and any grain that falls to the ground during harvesting was left on the ground. This was a way for the poor to collect food for themselves. The process of gathering the excess stock's grain was called cleaning. So Boab showed Ruth the tender loving care that was beyond what the law required. Ruth requested to clean and gather among the sheaves after the reapers in verse 7. Boab granted her the permission to gather Even among the sheaves. Not only that, he instructed his workers to allow Ruth to clean among the sheaves. They were even to deliberately pull out some from the bundles of sheaves for her to clean. Look at the two picture on the screen. You know, one showing Ruth cleaning in the field after the reapers. That is what the law required. But another picture show Ruth cleaning among the shifts, and which is much easier for her to do. So Boebs had gone beyond what is required by the law to show his kindness and love to Ruth. Such a tender love. Boebs wanted to bless Ruth, but he didn't want to dishonor her dignity by making her a charity case. So, he instructed his workers to purposely pull out some stalks of grain and left for her to pick it up. Here's an important lesson for us. When we give to the disadvantaged among us, we should do so with tender, loving care. We are to preserve their dignity and to treat them with respect. We are to be sensitive to their feelings, to ensure that our gifts are not perceived as handouts. Let's now move on to verses 10 to 11, of 10 to 12. When she fell on her face, bowing to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? But Boaz answered her, All that you have done for your mother-in-law since the death of your husband has been fully told to me, and how you left your father and mothers and your native land and came to a people that you did not know before. The Lord repay you for what you have done, and the full reward be given you by the Lord, the God of Israel, under whose wings you have come to take refuge. Why did Boabs show such consideration and tender love to Ruth? Ruth asked the same question in verse 10, and Boabs replied that it was because of what she had done for her mother-in-law. He was certain that the Lord would reward her for her love shown to Naomi. Here we see love being passed on Naomi loved Ruth and cared for her welfare by urging Ruth to return to her family. Ruth loved Naomi and was committed to care for Naomi by following her to a foreign land. Boabs heard of what Ruth had done for Naomi and extended to her his tender love. Another point to note is that Boabs was certain that God would reward Ruth. By the love he extended to Ruth, he became an agent of God's love to Ruth. He also answered the same prayer that he said for Ruth. He said, The God is real, under whose wing you have come to take refuge. And he became the one who had spread over his wings and over Ruth and took care of her. God's providence is the working of God in advance to arrange circumstances and situations for the fulfillment of his purposes. And God thus lives through people. Finally, transforming love, verses 19 to 20. And her mother-in-law said to her, Where did you clean today, and where have you worked? Blessed be the man who took notice of you. So she told her mother-in-law with whom she had worked, and said, The the man's name with whom I work today is Boab's. And Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, May he be blessed by the Lord, whose kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. Naomi also said to her, The man is a close relative of ours, one of our redeemers. So after a day of labor in the fields, Ruth returned to Naomi with an abundant supply of food. Naomi asked about the man who showed such kindness to her. And Ruth told Naomi that it was Boabs. Naomi praised the Lord and affirmed, that God's kindness has not forsaken the living or the dead. How different it was from the woman when she first returned to Bethlehem, saying, Do not call me Naomi, call me Mara. For the Almighty has dealt very bitterly with me. I went away full, and the Lord has brought me home empty. Why call me Naomi? When the Lord has testified against me and the Almighty has brought calamity upon, upon me. Here, Naomi has come to realize that God has not forsaken her, that God was providing for them through Boabs. And by God's providence, Boabs was one of their closest relatives and redeemers. Instead of despair, Naomi was given a glimpse of hope for the future, instead of wallowing in self-pity. Naomi was re-energized. She conceived of a plan that would bring Ruth and Boaz together by having Boab serve as a redeemer, both to purchase a field that Naomi owned and to fulfill the obligations to marry Ruth. The message, you know, of this chapter is we are to pass on God's love. God's providential love. Thank God for His providential love for us. We are to encourage one another to trust in God's providential love in times of trials. We are to be used by God as His instruments in His providential love for others. Number two, Tender love. We are to extend tender love to others. How beautiful it is to see God's love being passed on one to another. And we are also to extend tender loving care, the tender love to those who are disadvantaged. We are to respect them and to preserve their dignity in our care and giving. Number three, transforming love. Praise God that His love can touch us and change our life's perspectives. His love has a power to transform and to bring hope in a desperate situation. We have experienced the love of God, and let us pass it on. Let us pray. Lord, we want to thank you for your love for us your providential love goes ahead of us and prepare for what we need to prepare to see us through even while we are in our trials and tests. And we want to thank you that most of us has indeed experienced this providential love of you. So help us, O Lord, to be touched by your love, then having experienced your love, that we will become the instruments, your vessels for this love to touch others. Help us to show tender love to others. And thank you that this love can change lives and can transform lives. And help us, Lord, as a congregation, to show this kind of love to one another and to those in our communities, may we indeed be the church, has a, indeed be the church and be the home with the heart for all around us in church and outside of our church. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.